And welcome to episode 231 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my calm, cool, and collected co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's right, Kurt. This week, we're coming at you smooth and smarmy with the cough syrup soda fountain edition of the Saturn Studs. Name your favorite. Mine's red, but it could also be different shade of red. Mine is chartreuse. I find it soothing on both the eyes and the palate. I'm actually preferential to just downing NyQuil, whatever color, until I forget what I'm doing. Could you imagine if they put until like I wake green up two weeks cough later syrup in my underwear? Like sour green apple flavored cough syrup? Just flavor, flavored cough syrup in general is just a weird thing. Like Delsum, Delsum is the worst cough medicine ever for actually treating your cough, but it's the best tasting. <laughs> and it has like orange and grape flavors, and they're both not terrible. But as I discovered as a child, um, it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> Like, the worse the medicine tastes, the harder it is to stomach, the more effective at its job it is. Yeah, we, uh, growing up, we did, uh, Tussin. Tussin. I don't think it was Robitussin, it was just Tussin. Tussin? Um, <laughs> I've seen Tussin at the dollar store before. That's right, it has a gritty Tussin. texture. It is, it has a little grit in it. I think it just abrades your throat, going down. Um, and now it's associated with... Down for you. With, uh, I guess, what they call robo-tripping or lean. Uh, yes, I've, I've gotten robo-tripping before. The label is just kid-tested. <laughs> we test on kids. Kid-tested. <laughs> FDA, not approved. FDA, pending. <laughs> That's what I like to see in my tussin. <laughs> and my cough mix <laughs> tussin why does it have 120 grit on it <laughs> do you think they have like a like a like a drink mix like a like a alcoholic drink mix that includes like coughs <laughs> i'm yes, sure again, it's uh <laughs> they call least... it the stiff handy <laughs> i feel like that's dangerous <laughs> oh it most certainly is you should i feel not like drink on somewhere in the package it says don't mix with alcohol you idiot <laughs> It specifically says, Jake, don't do it. Don't mix with Four Loco. <laughs> Most of oh, them God. probably have a seat of it. Oh, God. <laughs> don't drink Four Loco, especially now. Sorry. That Quattro Four Loco, Loco is just... <laughs> it's bad. It's bad time juice. Back in my day, Four Loco could kill you, but now it's the sanitized, just crappy malt liquor bullshit. <laughs> I am not about it. It'll still fuck you up, sure, but it won't make your heart explode, and that was half the fun. It's like you they I remember when they started selling six packs like a roulette style. <laughs> and they you should do you that. Spun it. Sell a six pack of four loco and one of them has caffeine in it. <laughs> but which one is it? One of them has the old ingredients, the cocaine. The old form of recipe that was, I'm sure, battery acid and fucking absinthe. 
The company oh was running on a loss because they had to use up a car battery for each, <laughs> for each six pack. Well, what do you think all your all the cash for clunkers and cars for kids cars <laughs> went to? <laughs> Four loco came sweeping up the remains. You don't <laughs> see those. Conspiracy. You don't see those one eighty eight cars for kids commercials too much anymore, do you? And you don't see Four loco in stores too much anymore, do you? Why would kids need cars? Coincidence? No, you Probably. trade your car for a kid. You get a kid. Oh. You trade in your car. If you want to skip all the bullshit it's of the adoption cop. agencies, just come. We got you. Can pick your race of baby. We got them all. I'm surprised they would advertise that on national television. Just say cars for kids. We got white babies. We got black babies. We got Blasian babies. We got Asian babies. Eh, what yeah. do you want? They're running babies. a special. They're running babies? the Monopoly edition, where there's a little sticker on the back of their heads to peel off. See if you I win want, a free one. I want authentic clowns from Good Seed. <laughs> Preferably seed kept in tubes and or plastic bags. <laughs> my seed is fresh. <laughs> Keep my seed in tubes and in plastic bags. <laughs> All right. Um, tray watch you, at long well, last. Yeah, before, oh, I didn't say where we were coming watch. from. Oh, I was um, going to make up some bullshit about Mickey Mouse and where we're... The, the yeah, speaking of, of corporate endorsements, um, the basement of Disney, what they what they keep? What are we sponsored by Disney now? The, no, the I was just gonna say you might be wondering why we haven't talked about what what piece of media we're reviewing today, and that's because we're not we didn't watch a movie today because we're angry. If yes. you hadn't noticed, we're just livid. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Magic died, as you know, this week um, with the announcement of. Magic Cross The Walking Dead, the worst slash, fi slash fiction in uh, corporate fan fiction history. Uh, and we're going to go review it. We're going to read its obituary. We're going we're gonna to talk about it real nice. So if you notice, I started the show doing a calm voice. And I was really debating whether or not to do the whole show in the calm voice until we got to... <laughs> the editorial and just explode and shout and yell but then we started laughing and i forgot but <laughs> yeah i i feel like that might be that might be me with me later they just announced rick last night so yes and oh yeah he's, he's good he's, he's really, really good. fucking good he's, he's better than any white card we've ever had <laughs> it's true Crazy. Well, it's good in commander now guys yeah. All right. So there's going to be a All lot right. to talk about. So if you aren't interested in magic, uh, I'm sorry, but there's going to be a lot of that. That's probably going to be a pretty long segment. This, you might look at this show and see it's three hours and be like, what the hell are they on about? And then like the first the first 40 minutes is the usual stuff and then the <laughs> remaining two hours and 20 minutes is just ranting about that well if you're not interested in magic what the fuck are you doing get interested in magic it's a good game it makes your I brain i mean now is yeah. not the time to get into it <laughs> you know it's dead you know how this is we're going down the hole here is that uh coming soon.net on the front page uh it says Re cs recommends magic the gathering shadows over innistrad oh no like oh Oh no! Why would they recommend Shadows? That set was awful. Yup, that only adds to it. Because now it's now Magic is pop culture, guys. 
all right, we got. I, I got to stop before I go. Yeah. Like that's even one toe in the pool, and we're gonna fucking we're gonna dive right in. It's just gonna be the whole show. Uh, Trey watch. Trey watch uh, the show where it, we watch the trailers. Yeah, it's it's spooky season, guys. So like these are all horror trailers. Kind of say, you know what's the spookiest? That's not the one percent. <laughs> don't don't think of this as racist, but. Is there like an influx of like spooky black movies? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because people saw the Get Out and Us made money, and so they're like, "Oh, that Blacks and the, horror. black people will just see anything <laughs> that stars black people." In it. That's like, I feel also really bad the same concept it, like, behind '70s black exploitation films. Is this the the '20s? We've entered into a new era of woke motivated black exploitation. Woke black exploitation. Woke spooky black exploitation. I like uh, it. So anyway, we're talking about the spell, which is basically just misery oh. with voodoo. Yes. That's it. That's the yep, that's it. I'll move on. <laughs> Cuz that's the entire thing. I'm like this is just like in misery. Oh my god. This is just like in misery. Oh. This is just like in misery. <laughs> You know, when she does stuff to him, keeps him on the bed, uh, makes him, prevents him from chasing the cops and getting the cop to notice him. Yeah, uh, uh, it's 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 pretty beat for beat there, and uh, there's just voodoo elements in it for uh, flavor, I guess. That Louisiana yeah. flavor. What's just, I don't. It's sort of weird because like now is this like straight up voodoo doll voodoo? Like I. Now I I saw this I might I passed over the trailer. Gotta say, um, is this voodoo doll voodoo, or is this like nail a chicken to a signpost voodoo? Uh, more uh, so than nail the chicken to the signpost. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna it be seems... like, are they gonna? At least they're I I call that one the more authentic one. No, it's she's not just not... a voodoo doll. Yeah, it's not. She's not like doing the misery stuff with a voodoo doll in her hand. It's not quite that I'll on hold... the nose, but that would be a silly movie. That would be an interesting take on, like, if you told me misery but with voodoo, that's probably what I would think of, <laughs> which is probably why you asked the question. But no, it's more nailing the chicken to the signpost. Okay. Wait, no, no there is there is a doll though. But she there, does have yeah, doll. there is a doll, yes, but it's of not course. like. But that makes more. I I saw more of that than I saw like other spells. Like there was one, a couple elements of like. Well, it was just like the decor more so. Like okay. there's, if you just scrub through the timeline, there's like this, you know, hand bone on the wall and stuff. Mm. Yeah, there's something with hand bones. Cause like yeah, he like just... lays out all the the finger bones and. All the bones Which, in the I just hand. want to know how culturally appropriating my scary voodoo movie is going to be. But no, Peter. It stars black people. It's not... and they can't be racist. They can't so. appropriate their own culture. Duh. Directed by Keith Whiteman. <laughs> um, so I guess a little bit of the plot of the movie. Um, this is like a big city New Yorker who... Uh, I forgot what... like. Holiday it is, or I think they're just taking a vacation down to like yeah. I assume Louisiana, um, Fast and they decide to fly the most inconvenient way, which is a private like single prop plane with him and his uh, four I mean, kids. A dual prop Cessna. 
Was it a dual prop? I right. think well, so. Still, still, I think it's pretty cramped in there with all your <laughs> luggage and stuff like that. Probably. Um, so him and his wife and I think two kids is what he's got uh, are flying down to Louisiana and uh, the lightning storm and they crash, but he gets saved and he's hurt. He needs to go to the hospital and she's like, nah, nah, baby, I got you. I'll fix you up. Yeah. And then Witch Doctor the starts playing. Which is just like misery, except without the family. Yeah, except yeah, it's it there's no uh clear motivation for why the the woman in the story is, is doing it, unlike Misery, yeah. where Kathy Bates' character was uh, a fan of the author and didn't like the ending of the most recent book and wanted him to rewrite it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's a, a a voodoo tradition of kidnapping people. No, and... I don't believe so either. But now, there is like an old man with like no eyes. So what's up with that? I don't know. Neither do but I. But I think I think his I think his family's alive and she's like keeping them hostage or something like that. That would probably be the twist. Yeah. yeah. Because he said he said something about she's got my family, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah. Y- y- y'all remember that Iron Mask movie we talked about yeah, like I... seven months ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Arnold trailer. Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan. I'm so happy there's more. I I would like I wish there was a movie with those two, like you know, back when they weren't both seventy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> took him this long to figure it out um but yeah it's here uh it it stars jackie tran and arnold schwarzenegger but from the cut of the trailer doesn't seem like the plot's gonna involve their characters too terribly much i have no idea i still have no idea what the plot is well jackie chan has this fancy medallion and he gives it to the iron mask fellow to give it to his daughter something like that i don't know i think it's is this supposed to be very very roughly based on the man in the iron mask i i mean i think they just saw the the cover and were like hey let's do something with that i don't know anything about the story of the the book did y'all see the man in the fucking uh the space marine the jade space marine yes Oh, and like, I guess I guess uh, witches are okay in China because this is another movie clearly aimed at the Chinese market to feature a witch. I've noticed that there's a clear thing that they're in a lot of movies. They're like witch. They fly around in little flowy dragony things and they turn into animals, and that's what a witch is. Well, this this came out in uh, 2019. Oh, is it already out internationally? <laughs> but in China. Oh, I, I see. Chinese first release. Um, yeah. So now they're trying it over here. They're like, "Hey, Americans like Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger." Yeah. Yeah, because it's got the same. Yeah, yeah same. Cast. Wait a second. From the producer of wait, okay, from the producer of Frank Miller's Sin City: A Dame to Kill For. That movie wasn't terrible. Yes. But it's the producer. Ah. Uh, so, like, 
What does that mean? I don't know. Stylistic CGI everywhere. <laughs> Wait, did I just see the Iron Mask do a Kamehameha wave? I yeah, I mean, uh, for legal reasons, no. But you saw him shoot an energy wave from his hands. <laughs> yeah, this is this is wild. Like, there's no way this will be like. Let me put it this way. It will be 100% entertaining. There is no room for anything else. <laughs> yeah. This will not be a uh, situation like the new Hellboy where you're like, yeah, the movie would have been better if it were worse. I feel like this whole movie is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> they use their graphics API. Yeah, is that the is it when you download the movie? Is it just like is it Arnold Schwarzenegger going ah <laughs> in the fucking thumbnail? We can only hope. <laughs> so this is also called Viy. I don't know how to pronounce that. Viy two Journey to China. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> We're getting we get the bootleg now. Thanks, shift of global power balance. Balance of power, that's the one. Oi, um, speaking of Schwarzeneggers, uh, Echo Boomers, okay, oh. Boomer, uh, starring Michael Shannon and Patrick Schwarzenegger. Oh. It's uh, the story of rowdy kids who, like, make their own paramilitary group and and rob rich people for their own benefit. That's cool. Because, you know, that's that's what you do. And they're very obvious, like, it's it's millennials stealing from the 1% boomers. We're sending a message. <laughs> I just clicked to a random point in the video. And they they just aped from the dark night. There's, like, there's something on fire. It's in, they're sending a message. Like, it looks, it looks, eh. They have, they have a guy in a payday skull mask, Spanish skull mask. And he's a thief. Wow, I've never seen this before. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out which one is uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger. It's the kid with the, with the weird, like, bowl cut. He's got the, he's got the Justin Bieber cut. He's the one on the phone. He's much smaller. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't bodybuild from a young age. You know, once Damn you it. go off the steroids, you just kind of get a little smaller to Jake. Have you? Have That's you actually just Arnold. How, you just got a name change. Haven't you noticed how Arnold Schwarzenegger has like deflated over the years? <laughs> He's like a balloon. Like by the time he was in Hollywood, he looked nothing like the guy who was Mister Universe or whatever. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty jacked. No suits would fit him. <laughs> he had to deflate. Yeah, like when you're a bodybuilder like that, do you wear clothes ever? I don't think you can. Uh, you strictly wear like those, like uh, yeah. string, like what are they called? Not leotards, but like singlets. Oh, like the ones that are just like basically strings. Yeah. No, have you ever seen like buff dudes in suits? It's so weird. If it's a well-fitting suit. Um, also, I think this movie is just Oliver Twist. I think this movie is just Oliver Twist. Also, Peter, 
I watch wrestling. You're asking me if I've ever seen a buff dude in a suit? <laughs> no, no, like a, like a bodybuilder type dude in a suit. It's even worse. Like it, like Triple H, he looks positively like svelte. <laughs> this is all you wear as a bodybuilder. This is all you wear. This is your entire wardrobe. Uh. Just different colors of this. This is from like, Wish. Here we go. Here we go. I'm thinking like, all right, let me send you over the picture here. Uh, if you want to see these images, uh, you can join our Discord server. Link for that's in the description. Um, we were talking about the Iron Mask, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, it's like already <laughs> out. I don't know what, what else to say. I mean, like, if you can go watch it. <laughs> go watch yeah, it. I mean, it's... it's a, it was released in China and Russia in... Um, 2019 i guess Russia. we got the release in uk and straight to digital release in the u.s uh april 10th oh they're just they're just gonna try it in theaters now <laughs> i don't even know if it's going to theaters though <laughs> that said april 10th 2020 which means it already came out i don't know why we're getting trailers for this but i'm glad <laughs> we get more footage of it because this is bizarre <laughs> we get to see the dragon go roar one of life's great mysteries. Um, also, coming to us from overseas. Yes. Sacha Baron Cohen has escaped his Kazakhstanian jail cell and is, is ready to poke the bear once again in Borat subsequent movie film. I could, the kids today can now relive the magic of the early 2000s. <laughs> I... Uh, I saw the thing on Reddit before I saw that this movie was coming out of him disguising himself as Trump with the, like, dead hooker prop to interrupt Mike Pence's speech. Mike Pence, I have brought you woman. (laughs) I have brought girl for you. Um, I just hope this is as politically incorrect as the first one was. I really don't want to see what I have no doubt. Like, you saw the trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like I, I kind of feel like they. I'm, I'm fearful because of the past fourteen years since 2006. Uh, I could that they might I pull could, punches. I could see them pulling punches on like maybe like gay stuff. Because well, he was like really he did Bruno, right? Yeah, he did. Do yeah. Bruno. but he was like really like uh, his Borat character was really homophobic. I'm pretty sure in the first one. I could see them maybe pulling punches there, but I sort of hope not because it's a joke. I don't think they're going to, like, laugh. I just think they won't go after, like, anyone that isn't a safe, politically correct target for jokes. Because, uh, like, go after mostly more. they just hit on, like, rural southern conservative voters. Yeah, that's what they really seem like they targeted for this. Because he disguises himself as that when they're at the abortion place, and you ever put a baby in your daughter? <laughs> and you know he's with there, and he asks, you know, who's the the bigger threat to the country, the virus or the Democrats? <laughs> I want to see. I want one scene where he's at like an actual fucking riot. <laughs> I want to see. Go. I want him to go to the, the. Remember the. I don't know if it's still up. The the chap the chop zone, whatever the fuck the autonomous zone. Yeah. In, oh yeah. Chaz, in Seattle. Chaz chop. Yeah. Chaz. Oh, it's gone. It's, it's, it's been down for a while. It's been down. Okay. 
I, I kind of want to see him there. Because that yeah, would be wild. I would, I would, I, I'd at least hope, you know, that if they're going to hit on all of this, you know, the issues in America right now, that they'll hit on, you know, all of them and mm-hmm. not just one of them. But mm-hmm. I gotta say, if it's anybody who's gonna do it, I expect that stuff from Sasha Baron Cohen because he oh, is. Oh yeah, he he's he ready to go back ruthless. to to um to meet his uh his friends in the Kazakhstanian prison. Because <laughs> what was it? They um... hated it, and then they got lots of tourist money. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe it's a problem, but it's a good problem. He had because he had um. That other show, where he uh, like, who is America? Yeah, I saw where one he, like, clip of that where he was with, like congressmen and like senators and people like that, and totally made them look like idiots. Oh yeah, like There's... like the whole thing with like giving uh I think it was Pakistani kids or something like that, um or Iranian kids um uh, guns in school. It's like here's why these kids should be able to carry around handguns in school. Because there was a shooter and they could self defend themselves, <laughs> so here's why we're gonna teach, um, uh, you know, f- the fourth graders how to shoot guns and carry pack heat. <laughs> the <laughs> the clip cool. I saw was like some like Steve Jobs type. He was like st- some Steve Jobs developer dude. And he goes to, like this rural town. He's like, we're gonna build a new facility. We're gonna draw on tourists from all over the world. We're gonna make this a booming industrial place. I present the the johnsonville mosque it's a gigantic <laughs> fucking mosque and then he's just like trying to pitch it as if he doesn't realize that they're all like they're not for it it's like i realized that some of you i realized that none of you are racist i wouldn't assume that and the guy in the back's like yeah i'm racist <laughs> That's so he just fucking says it hey you know what Good on you. You own it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's mask off. He's, he's who he is. He's being himself. He's being authentic. That's what we expect out of our Americans. He's authentic like, racist. It's like, I know um, you guys are worried about attacks, so that's why we put fortified walls around it. What fucking... <laughs> uh, <laughs> what Charlie were we even talking about? And I'll just pick of one. Borat. The witches. They're, the witches? They're bringing Roald Dahl's story to life in a CGI abomination. Well, the whole movie isn't CGI, but the CGI is abominable. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Turn kids into mice. Then eat them. I don't know. That's about it. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's I kind of a depressing imply, story. Yeah, they don't imply that they eat them in this one. They go to the hotel and, and they say that if there were mice all around the manager was like oh i'd call the exterminator so like i don't they didn't really lean into the eating aspect of it oh i don't i don't think i read that book so yeah it's i don't really know what it's about oh and the comments are turned off on movie clips (laughs) i just noticed that the comments are turned off for witches for witches yeah why probably because it doesn't look very good and it's a beloved childhood story for many. Wow. Even though, as Peter says, it's really a downer. <laughs> it's very bittersweet. I never read it. We'll have to read it. <laughs> yeah, do a actually, book it's, it's not that long. I don't yeah, think it's... Uh, yeah, it's a children's book. It's not that long. Yeah. 
it's like baby's first chapter book i think there's 13 chapters and maybe 80 pages should i start doing a book report segment where i read like children's books <laughs> yes would that be in your wheelhouse give me the fucking junie b jones entire anthology collection we need that documented yes what was that one book that the 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 girl would like take take pictures with her mind? She had a photographic memory, and she would go click. That's I, so no. Raven. That sounds like Harriet <laughs> the Spy to me. <laughs> no, nobody. That's just me. <laughs> like it sounds Man, vaguely I, familiar, but I don't remember it being in a book. I had the I had the knockoff books. <laughs> like, if you're gonna read that shit, I'll go and I'll go back and read all of fucking Redwall. That shit was boss. Have I read to you the uh, the synopsis for the Salmandistron book? No. No, I, all um, those words. The only word I recognized in that was read to and you. The rest okay. of it was just all incoherent gibberish to me. All right, so let me preface this. So Redwall is a series of fantasy books by British author, or maybe Canadian author, Brian Jacques, which is Lord of the Rings, but... They're all small woodland creatures. I'll so hmm. I'll I'll read you the the first sentence of the plot introduction of Selmandistron. Uh Farago the Assassin, a terrible weasel warlord, and his son Klitch lead their army of corpse makers to Selmandistron to take over from the Badger Lord Earthstripe the Strong. It's a great fucking series. Badger Lord. Yes, because Salmandistron is a giant dormant volcano where where the badgers are giant, like, berserker Vikings. Of course, Jake. Don't you know what Salmandistron is? Of course. Keep, and they, you get a your... vision quest when you're a badger in the world, and you're like, I have to go to the mountain. And you go there, keep... and you meet, like, one of the badger lords, and he has an army of rabbits serving underneath Look, him. You need to they're keep all, this And they're yourself. all characters of, like, British army officers, where they just, they punch each other, and they just fucking eat everything. It's a whole thing. There's, like, there's gorilla shrews. By gorilla, I mean, like, you know, fucking secret okay. agent, like, will go and <laughs> do we a sabotage, cut... like, French we... resistance style. We need to oh, cut it's... all of Peter's bit, because if Wizards of the Coast listens to this and figures out about this... They'll make these magic cards. If we get fucking Redwall Martin the Warrior, I'll be fine. That that'll be the MTG one I buy. Cross Redwall Badger Lord. Here's your mechanically unique Badger Lord. It <laughs> wins you the game. <laughs> you play it, you win. Roll the die. If the die comes up one, two, three, four, five, or six, you win the game. <laughs> it's on chance. It's chance based. <laughs> I want to see what the page count for that book was. Uh, da, 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 da. oh, it doesn't say it's like, it's like 300 pages. Like it's a pretty fucking, you know, they're all pretty fucking thick books. Sounds good to me. And there's like 20 of them. Oh, it's a lot. Thick, book. thick um, books. So I don't, I don't know if this came up before the, the trailer name sounds familiar, but I don't remember watching it. Um, so the next one in our 2020s horror black exploitation movie saga, uh, we have Kindred. Not to be confused with the champion from League of Legends, Kindred. Um, it's about a woman who gets pregnant with a some guy. I think they're in. I want to say they're in the UK somewhere. Um, and she wants to have a new start. And her and the boyfriend want to have a new start. So they want to leave this um, like mansion, 
sort of thing, this estate that uh, I guess his family owns, and go to Australia and have the baby, have a new start, you know, live. Uh, and the mother does not agree. And I think they make her have a miscarriage or something like that, and they make her sick, and they try to keep her there and take her care of her. And she's, right. like, having these psychotic episodes. All right, that's that, that, that bit sounds familiar. But yeah. the rest of it does not ring many bells to me. What, the going to Australia stuff? Yeah. Or the forcing a miscarriage? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. I feel like that might be a trope uh, for another type of movie, maybe. Like, like making them sick and trying to keep them there and making them think that they're psychotic. Um, I feel like that sounds familiar, maybe have been has been done before, but I could oh, I'm be wrong. sure it's been done before. The Hollywood's out of ideas, as evidenced <laughs> by no the idea. fact that they're making a remake or sequel to The Craft the craft legacy i'm not sure what this is Ooh. this this looks like the disney channel produced version of of the 1996 cult classic the craft um oh. and their magic sparkles for some reason this is a blumhouse movie uh that makes a, a degree of sense uh but the general consensus although the like to dislike ratio is not Terrible. It's four point six up to one point five down. It's about uh, a beautiful coming of age story when the girl gets her. But the uh, the comments are are not looking uh, favorable to <laughs> oh, it. God. Uh, one lady says it looks like the kids' bop version of the original with a crying emoji and then a puking emoji. Uh, this other lady here who says the moment I saw pixie dust, I knew it was over for me. Um, another one along that same lines. Uh, what is this? A Twilight remix of the craft? Why does their magic have to sparkle? With a sparkle emoji, two question marks, and a facepalm emoji. Because apparently Amazing. YouTube comments let you do emojis now. That's what I've learned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, River here three days ago. Really just hitting it right on the head. I'll take sequels nobody wa- wanted nor asked for for 200, Alex. Yeah, seriously. I don't know who, who wanted this, but... Who asked uh, for this? I wonder if this... Does who this follow, didn't uh, clean out the grease tray? Did you watch the original craft? Um, I've never watched the whole thing, but I, okay. I know the, the premise. I didn't know if this followed a similar plot or something like that. Or were they kids? From the looks of things, the they're original? like in high school. And there's okay. three witch girls and the new girl uh goes to uh like she finds out that they're witches or something like that and then she's the fourth one of their covenant that makes them all or coven that makes them all powerful and then they like cast spells that are like you know high schooler bullshit wish fulfillment like i want to cast a love Mm -hmm. spell on the popular boy and I want to cast a love spell or a spell to make my stepdad have a heart attack so we collect on his life insurance policy and move out of a trailer. You know, just basic high school stuff. And then, like, <laughs> one of them gets real power hungry or three of them get real power hungry and it, they have a, a internal clash and the new girl at the end is the only one who 
has her powers or something like that. I had sisters. I've 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 heard it in the other room a number of times, but I've never actually watched the movie. Did you've heard them casting spells? No, I've heard the movie playing on the television in the other room. Maybe they were casting spells too. I I don't think so. Um, I don't want to meet your sisters. <laughs> and now assume they're witches. Um, but this seems like it might go in a similar vein, just slightly jumbled up a little bit, and maybe from the comments at least it seems like compared to the original, the magic is more sparkly, uh, CG enhanced, <laughs> sparkles. Um, the premise of this one is the you know new girl in town goes to class, has her period, gets embarrassed. Um, they then I kind of like capitalize on this new girl being ostracized, and you know make her part of the group, uh, invite her over, be real nice to her. I, I think I think there's a genuine sense to that. I'm not. I don't think there's they're faking it, but. They definitely have ulterior motives to like get her to be the fourth in their group by treating her kind and stuff like that. But I think they genuinely become friends, and um, after that, she's the one that seems to get like power hungry uh, and like get like loses control, sort of. I think it's more of a loss of control than power yeah, hungry. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know any of their character names. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one at least seems like she like loses control, and then I guess needs to be stopped in some way. But maybe she stops them from stopping her. I don't know. It who stops the crazy. stopper? <laughs> they put sparkles on their eyes to make instead of makeup because Jeff Freestar got nothing on them. Uh dear. Um, I think that's. Oh no, I'm sorry. There's one more trailer. Minari. Uh, starring the relevant this week, Stephen Yun. Yeah. Or Yoon, rather. Um, and uh, it's it's a movie about American Dream of the Korean man. Hell yeah. And it looks like it's going to be one of those movies that's really, really sad uh, until the end where they, they do well. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really he... trying hard to win that Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Definitely with the uh, like Parasite the, the, did the last Korean. year. We're in the cut. We're in the... <laughs> People speaking Korean can win. That's what they Let's just make it more American. <laughs> the the uh, machine learning program that studios have to uh, generate movie scripts with the best chance of winning Best Picture has added Korean speech into its. <laughs> I actually can't wait till 2052 when we just have auto director and they just every week just make a movie from auto director update 2016. Oh, that's yeah. a terrible update. That bricked cinematography. <laughs> what is this? The black and white patch? <laughs> Damn it. Oh, uh, I can't wait. It's amazing. There's going to be algorithms everywhere. Um, so, yeah, this this does seem like a, it would be a sad movie. Um, uh, family moves into rural town. They buy, like, a plot of land and uh, a trailer, uh, live in kind of this podunk trailer and try to make it big by farming. And uh, he, I think, struggles along the way, but I think he finds help and 
they join a church and they join a community. So um, maybe there's some feel good parts to it. Um, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be one of those where they break you down and then they build you yeah. back up. The trailer said I'm going to be sad, so I, I want to, I'm going to be sad. Yeah, I did kind of just it. lift that right from the uh, the trailer, the pull quote in the trailer. Is <laughs> it'll break You'll your heart sad. into pieces <laughs> and then put it back together stronger than before. Yeah. That is a don't literal pull quote. <laughs> don't you love it when movies tell you how to feel so you don't have to like have emotions it's anymore? It's so much easier when someone just tells me what I think. And how I feel. If we could just, in, instead of like actors showing emotion in movies, if we could just have like a little like subtext, yeah. like line at the bottom, start being sad now. No, get happier. Like, like the applause sign. <laughs> yeah. Scared. Scared. <laughs> Shock and awe. <gasps> Mixed gay feelings. <laughs> I could see myself in that situation. You know, I, I don't normally think this way, but he's a handsome man. <laughs> but now that you put it that way, but now that you're telling me to feel that way, it's just I so am. much easier. Um, it's like a laugh track. Yeah, right. This this was a joke, guys. Now, there's a difference between a laugh track and filmed in front of a live studio audience. Mm-hmm. Live studio audience, okay. It's fine because those are genuine reactions. Laugh track, those are like decades old dead people uh, laughing at Dean Martin in the 1920s. <laughs> so that the shitty writers who can't, you know, write a joke that'll make you laugh lets you know when their jokes are supposed to make mm-hmm. you laugh. Like and friends. also so that you don't feel alone when you're when you realize that you're you've been in your house all day. You have, you you don't go out anymore. That was what, that was originally what it was. They were like, um, one of the original reasons for Laugh Track was like people are gonna watch like humor in their own houses by themselves, like, and no one's they're gonna laugh and then they're just gonna laugh alone in their empty room. And cry. we got it. We got to replicate the comedy club. <laughs> fucking pipe in the pipe in the fucking ghost laughs. Ghost laughs. Ghost laughs. I like to imagine that the Ghostbusters just roll up to a comedy club. They just slide a trap in, and <laughs> yeah. everyone's laughing. That's what that's what makes the Friends laugh track so effective, is because those jokes actually killed those people. So those 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 laughs are trapped in the the show Friends. It's their final resting place. Yeah. Actually, I would like that if if they did that in the new Ghostbusters, where it's just like an awful ghost comedian, and they they trap it, and every so often, like it'll it'll do the laugh track out when someone just cracks some awful joke, it'll like pop out of the trap, and then Bigman's like, oh shit, that's on the fritz again, and they just slap it to keep it closed. That's a good premise to a Blumhouse movie. But the new uh, (laughs) the new Ghostbusters uh, stars children, so I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm not saying yeah, it can't be good, but it stars children. <laughs> I mean, it still works. The adult if, humor if, of that situation yeah. might be lost on children. Um, you know, it also is lost on children. How Tenet remains number one at the box office. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Tenet at the box office. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why kids love the taste of cinnamon toast? 
<laughs> Do you know why kids like the, the critics like the taste of Christopher Nolan? <laughs> that joke hit different because I forgot those fucking commercials, dude. <laughs> I don't like. Did it's I, the I just swirl. <laughs> I think I just rolled a nat twenty on Jake. Yeah, that that <laughs> hit a different spot in my soul. I remember the one where they had like the Sherlock Holmes ripoff, and they're like, "Can you see why kids like the taste of cinnamon toast crunch?" And he's like, "Ah, you got the microscope, micro uh, magnifying glass on the swirl, and it's like it's the swirl, the cinnamon swirl." Oh yeah. Don't you know it's the cinnamon swell? Y'all remember fucking Cookie Crisp? Cookie Crisp was yeah. the worst fucking cereal that's ever existed. It was it was a pretty sad cereal until it got transition surgery and became Crave. <laughs> um, Crave is just fucking candy that you eat for breakfast. It's so good. <laughs> it's how you get a gut and you eat Crave every morning. <laughs> uh tenant anyway 3.4 million dollars uh audiences were not craving the new mutants as it dropped another 35.7 percent uh down to a paltry 1.17 million dollar take on the weekend good enough for second place though uh unhinged against all odds in its seventh week <laughs> Raking in $967,000, down 24.5%, but up a spot from last week, uh, edging out uh, Empire Strikes Back, which brought in 908. Oh, the lifeguard one. Yeah, Jesus. Um, oh, it's got turn lines. Oh, bro. Oh, California, bro. Um, bro. <laughs> I know, wait. Uh, $908,000 for the movie that is available to watch for however much a month of Disney Plus costs. <laughs> <laughs> by, by all means, go see it in theaters. Uh, Infidel dropped two spots from third to fifth. Uh, down 45%, seven hundred and sixty-one thousand thousand dollars Broken Hearts Gallery, down 37.5 into $501,000. And then we had a bunch of movies that opened to round out the top ten here uh, to, I don't know, can you call any amount of money a theater generates a disappointing opening in these times? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, They're on the board. <laughs> but Shortcut opened in seventh with two hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars in seven hundred and twenty five theaters is a uh horror movie a mysterious creature terrorizes five teenage friends after the bus takes a shortcut on a desolated road in the wild i bet you've never heard of a movie anything like that before uh last shift brought in two hundred and forty six thousand dollars in eight hundred and seventy one theaters I like the description of last shift. <laughs> Stanley's last sh last shift at his fast food shop takes an unexpected turn. I there's it's, it's such a brilliant <laughs> contrast to like one of them. I think Broken Hearts Gallery, 
or no, not Broken Hearts Gallery, but like there was this one, Words on Bathroom Walls was the one where they like just typed out the whole plot on that little description. <laughs> and then you have those and then you have the ones that are just like, like Last Shift where it's just the perfect juxtaposition. Cajillionaire. <laughs> uh, that really strange movie we talked about on Trey Watch oh, yes. not that long ago opened with two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in five hundred and twenty nine theaters, um, and it also happens to be our spotlight film of the week. So, ding 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 ding. So, Cajillionaire has a eighty on Metacritic, a six point four out of ten on IMDb. And I need to look it up on Rotten Tomatoes because I was not prepared. <laughs> how I hate it when it's a nonsense word. I don't know how to spell cajillionaire because it's not a real word. No one's ever had to spell it before. It's true. Uh, it has an 87% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and wow. a... 51% from audiences. So it seems like critics and audiences are split on Kajillionaire, which uh, does not shock me at all, given the wackiness of the trailer. Uh, but we don't care what the critics have to say. We are men of the people. We care what the people have to say. And to hear what the people have to say... These real people, these pizza pipeline, cinnamon, Trixie stick, and zesty cheese bread eating people, <laughs> I have to say. Um, one such person, Joe Yaffe, um, has a review of Kajillionaire. 10 out of 10. This film is so wacky that you don't fully appreciate the deep dive into human relationships until the end of the film. The acting, especially from Evan Rachel Wood, is unexpectedly brilliant, and the writing from Miranda July is her best yet. I laughed until my heart broke. 31 out of 41 people found that helpful. Uh, I also would like to throw in the other 10-star review here uh, from Jessica... Cateronian Gray, uh, whose review is titled, What a Shock, submitted on my birthday. Uh, it's 10 out of 10, and it has a spoiler warning. And when you click it down, it says, Flea Bag Mode. This is a love story. Two girls kissing. Amazing. Well, what you got, Jake. I got some people who disagree with your 10 out of 10s, and they say, 1 out of 10, is it over yet? A surefire way to know a movie is bad. Oh, that was a question mark? I, I, <laughs> saw, I saw one one-star review that I really hope you picked up, Jake. <laughs> All right. Hopefully I get it. Okay. Let me start over. A surefire way to know a movie is bad? When you keep checking your watch, doing the math for when the movie will end. Okay, thanks. Richard Jenkins, Deborah Winger, are you guys in a severe financial crunch and needed some money fast? 
Did you lose a bet and this was your punishment? Why so many fucking questions? Let's review it. As you might have guessed, I found this movie painful to watch. It started out well enough with some big names portraying a very eccentric family of small-time con artists. But that was it. It all just went slowly downhill after that, grinding slower and slower. At one point, I believe time stood still, yet the movie kept going and going despite my fervent wishes for it to end and then time almost left still. several times <laughs> almost left several times but i stuck it out to see how it would wrap up it wasn't worth the wait i wish i indeed had left early i didn't miss anything nary a smile to be seen in the theater as we all somberly filed out just a lot of grumbling and people shaking their heads dejectedly 9 out of 26 found it helpful. Was that signed like J. Movington the Third Esquire? Yeah. I hope so. He waxed poetically on his reaction to this movie for 97,000 words. Nary a smile in the theater as we. Fix up the beginning of that one and then we could have had like something out of a a good book. KR 98664. Do better, but damn. Uh, I got a 6 out of 10 here. From uh, YGQQAQO, which I'm going to call Yukako. Yukako? <laughs> young Guaco. Um, young Guaco. Bad I like Guano. that. That's, young Guano. That's my, that's my new Guano. name. That's um, my rapper name, uh, Young Guano. Six out of ten. A little bit of good and a little bit of bad. I think the IMDB keywords describe the good and the bad of this movie really well. By the way, those helpful, those hopeful for some female skin will be disappointed despite the sexual content rating. Sex? Yeah, sure. Also, the film is strange in that the girl looks gorgeous. She is very feminine and slender, so desirable, but it's as if she's photoshopped the whole way. When I checked her photos out and looked up her videos outside the film, she is nowhere as pretty as she is in the film. Strange. One out of one found that helpful. And one out of one fucking report sent to the police. That's that's a joke, right? That's that's a troll. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the woman in this movie, the main character, is like, I'm sure a a perfectly good looking lady outside of this movie, but is made out to be the most frumpy. Like, I'm looking at their their history here. Um, there's there's a title here for Fast and Furious that's just called Joanna Brewster equals hot. Um, so and then there then her review of Spy. I'm gonna throw in a bonus review of her of Spy right here from 2015. Not funny. Melissa is cholesterol packed and unfunny. Why would I spend time watching someone who is so middle America? She looks like a Walmart shopper. That's the end of it. <laughs> it's the whole review. <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, can I read this Fast and Furious one? Just because it's so awful. Go for it. What a babe. She should be in a micro skirt and placed in a museum and bringing happiness to mankind 24-7. Peace um, and happiness what? shall prevail. 
<laughs> there's oh my god this film is number four but it really no. is a direct sequel to the original of 2001 <laughs> there are many a hard body and lesbo women to ogle lots of action and of course a bunch of incredible racing scenes a couple of weak points is the one hottie dying too early no sex scenes and a huge mega fight full of violent punches and no bruising blood or anything come on that's the end of the <laughs> You know what? I like how he just speaks to the minds of all men out there. <laughs> I respect the transparency of his views. Uh, speaking I, of, I, we look to see more more from you in the future. Yeah, uh, yeah. Put him Off. on the list with the Andrew Jackson guy and our greetings oh. from the darkness guy, uh, who has another review on this movie. I will spare you the Russian novel that he has written on it. Uh, but Ferguson Six, you keep doing you. And we, we hope to stumble upon more of your reviews in the future. Maybe for, like, you know, popular movies. But I suspect he only reviews indie films. Could be. Uh, Bubba Axe MV has a 9 out of 10 review of Kajillionaire. The bad reviews are for bad reasons. Submitted September 27, 2020. <laughs> this movie was damn near flawless. I can't think of many, if any, plot holes... <laughs> And the way he said that, it's, I can't think of many, and as in a positive, if any, plot holes as a separate positive, everyone gets fleshed out. Oh my god, it's just a parade of commas. There are no periods. Everyone All gets good. fleshed out. The story is fantastically written, and ev- everything makes sense. It's a big positive out here. People wrote it. People wrote it as bad because they came in for a comedy, but they never stopped to take it for what it is, so they just judged it off of that. It was more of a drama, and damn it, a fantastic one at that. Highly recommended. Five out of 13 people found that helpful. Oh, good. Well, hopefully this is the one that you saw. One out of ten. Numbingly numbing. If it's not, I'll read the one that occurred with it because I'm Vlad Amiravan, essentially a lesbian love story, is also a barren comedy, mostly populated by unsympathetic characters whose eccentricities are more obnoxious than endearing and resting on underlying ideas about life and death that cannot be harmonized with revealed truth. Should have stayed in the closet. The one I wanted you to review. That's a good one, too. But the one I wanted you to review was the, actually the featured one. It's a one star. It says, top. it's an ellipses, top three all time, worst, another ellipses, and I'm a senior I, citizen in years of living. I'll do that. Because the other one, this 5 out of 10 by Stephen D. Beard, Quirky Dark Comedy, is literally just like a product description. Like, is it a funny product description? Is it like Pizza Pipeline? Funny? Well, it's all, well, first of all, it has spoilers. So, uh, spoilers, I guess. Um, I saw Kajillionaire, starring Evan Rachel Wood, Westworld TV, Across the Universe, Richard Jenkins Kong, Skull Island Step Brothers, oh, Deborah yeah, Winger, The Ranch, Wonder Woman, and Gina Rodriguez, Deepwater Horizon, Jane the Virgin. This is a dark comedy that some people may like and others may not. I'm sad to say. Yeah, it just it, it goes like that. I want to review well, the funny okay. one. <laughs> yeah, review the funny one. Take By the one Joe Gatz. <laughs> Joe Gatz. Joe Gatz. <laughs> Top three time all worst. And I'm a senior citizen in years of living. 
The negative reviews are completely and honestly accurate and well-earned by this ultra-boring waste of time that attempts to excuse its failings by claiming to be quirky. As if anything quirky becomes something of value. Stay away at your own peril. There's quicksand up there. (laughs) Even if you're yearning to see a movie with a big box of buttered popcorn in these Wuhan virus restricted times. As my wife had so aptly warned, there is a reason this movie is being shown in these times. Four out of eleven. That's somebody who's been cultured. Bravo. Been Bravo. Weathered. That was. That oh my fucking. That got me out of nowhere. <laughs> Move me deeply. I'm a changed a man for having heard the body of that review. <laughs> I can. I can hear his wife saying that now. <laughs> There's a reason. Ooh, four thirty on a Tuesday. There's probably a reason it's being shown. <laughs> oh my god! Wuhan virus. <laughs> Coupled by fucking Peter slipping into his old prospector voice, that just yearning. Gus chickens. <laughs> I remember when we would go to the movie theaters for a dime. <laughs> Just to get out of the heat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've heard that from my, my grandpa more than once. <laughs> just to, to, just to, to get out of the heat. It used to be cool in the <laughs> Like I could hear that in a grandpa's voice with perfect clarity. That's awesome. Holy shit. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, round off the top 10 yeah uh rounding out the top 10 we've got ava ava could be i've heard it both ways um a hundred and seventy thousand dollars 222 theaters uh ava ava is a deadly assassin who works for a black ops organization traveling the globe specialized in high profile hits when a job goes dangerously wrong she's forced to fight for her own survival Does that movie sound familiar to anyone else, or is it just me? Could be. Maybe rings a bell. I don't know. All righty. So yeah, that's made. It's made. It made like two million worldwide. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> In one week, what? Jeez. It's outpacing Tenet worldwide. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that's true anymore. How much does it make worldwide? Uh, uh, oh, they don't have daily for well, fuck it. I don't care. Uh, gaming news. Uh, there's not a lot of it this week. Uh, the key ones are um, Nvidia is delaying the launch of the RTX 3070 until October 29th. Uh, it was previously going to launch on the 15th. They are citing the desire to have increased supply available at launch so that they are not sold out in 30 seconds. Uh, we'll see how well that works. Uh, interesting does interestingly does put its release after the announcement of AMD's 6000 series graphics cards. Um, 
So at least people will know what AMD has on the table before the 3070 releases, which could impact sales. Oh, they will impact sales. Positively or negatively remains to be seen. So an interesting strategy by NVIDIA. And if the rumor, well, the rumors are basically confirmed that there will be a 16 gigabyte 3070 Ti um, that has more cores and a buffed up clock in addition to the extra VRAM and a 20 gigabyte variant of the 3080 as that are being released in response to AMD's cards if the um, I guess they'd be towards more towards the release date of AMD's cards but It'd be weird to launch the 3070 and then, like, a week later, let's say, announce the 3070 Ti. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 3060 Ti has also been announced and confirmed. Uh-huh. I don't know when that's releasing. I didn't look, but I, I or and I also don't know if there's going to be a, a non-Ti 3060 or how much it'll cost, but it. It's I feel like thing. that'd be kind of weird to have uh, 30, 70, 80, and 90. So, you know, have four different models. It seems like quite a bit. Well, but the... Who knows? Maybe it's like an ultra-budget one. 3090 is, like, supposedly a Titan-class card. So, like, it, hmm. they just... It's getting confusing to know what all the fucking Titans are because they had the Titan, and then the Titan Black, and then the Titan X, and then the Titan XP, and the Titan like, V... <laughs> Clash of the Titans, yeah, Titan AE. Like, there's a Titan AE. Attack on Titan. Yeah. yeah. So it just got confusing. So like we'll call it the 30 fucking 90. <laughs> um, Fall Guys Season 2 is coming. A. Yep. That's going to be, um, what was that? Uh, like Renaissance name, like yeah, it's Wizards like medieval and themed. Dragons. And, yeah, Medieval themed, And it's yeah. going to have a, a platform building section, which totally won't get griefed incredibly hard no not at all um yeah so there's gonna be some new new games and some new costumes and uh it should be fun should be a lot of fun look forward to exploring that when it comes out another another party game that has been making waves right now is uh among us which is a game came out a couple years ago but recently got a lot of traction due to streaming and I don't know why. I think maybe because party games are... They're hot right now. Got to like is, is, yeah. is saying so. I heard him. Yeah. Yeah. Party games are hot right now. <laughs> so hot right now. And um, so hot. And Among Us uh, kind of made a resurgence even though it's like kind of like lower budget, but people have been playing it. I mean, non-stop. it's only five bucks. That's, I think, the, the good yeah. thing about it and why it's so popular is because it's so, is so cheap. cheap. And you know, it's simplistic it's, too. It, it's like a ta- yeah, it's a simple like tabletop game style thing that's cheap, and you can play with your friends that you can't see because of an unknown virus of unspecified origin. <laughs> the Wuhan virus restricted times. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty cool. I, I've played it uh, with a couple friends. I think we had a group of nine, so. It's definitely better with like people who you know and like getting a big group yeah, together. So. I have and Diane has it, so if we can pressure Peter into it and then some other people that we know. <laughs> I mean I may have I may have gotten it way early. 
Remember when my face was, was my face? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that was part of it. I think it just kind of caught on as a side effect. <laughs> I never got tested, though. So, I don't know. I'm going to assume I don't. Oh, no. Well, we're talking about Among Us, not COVID. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I haven't had Wait, COVID. Do you think you're f- Jake hasn't had COVID. Do you think you're... F- <laughs> Diane is the only one in that sentence who had COVID. <laughs> is that one of the things it does? It fucks up your ears wait, so you don't so you don't did, pay attention to the conversation. Wait, do you think wait could could like swelling of your face have been a symptom of COVID? No, I just had other I have other shit in my body oh, okay. that's that's fucked up. So when I get sick, it just causes a domino chain reaction and my entire life goes to oh, pieces. So you don't know what's happening. Doctors are stunned. Four out of five doctors took me a don't while to piece it together. So when you talked about your face, I'm like, that wasn't that long ago. Like, I mean, why would you? And what does that have to do with you buying Among Us? Spontaneous, spontaneous infection. Are you the imposter? <laughs> were you confused? And you were you uh, drugged? I don't up know. Peter's face looking kind of sus. Big red, <laughs> big swollen red kind of sus. I can't vent. I'm stuck. <laughs> uh, Borderlands is getting a new mode called Gun Game, and apparently, it's like a completely new game. Is what I'm told. I don't know much else mm. about it because I didn't read the article on my phone this morning, and I don't have it in front of me now. Rip off, rip off the Black Ops or Modern Warfare gun game. <laughs> you get new guns. Oh, I, that's that's a Counter Strike thing. No. It was in those games, it's but Counter Strike rip off. Call of Duty made it. Don't make don't make me go high high pitch squeak voice, and say something about your mother. Your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and. I'll threaten to ban your account because my dad works at Nintendogs. Uh, GOG was... My dad helped co-develop Nintendogs. <laughs> He's the most powerful man in the industry. <laughs> that game made the millions. <laughs> he has pull with everyone. <laughs> They're all waiting for his next game to follow up Nintendogs. <laughs> He's had writer's block ever since Nintendogs and his <laughs> anticipated sequel, Nintendogs 2. <laughs> More dogs. More. <laughs> Fuck that copycat guy who made Nintendcats. I'm pretty sure it was the same studio. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that... And like I think there's one with horses. <laughs> I think they've done like Nintendo horses. Every, what the fuck? I think they've done and of like course. every iteration of the interactive pet that you could imagine. Except except for uh Sega's uh oh, offering Chow. up as competitive. No, uh Sega Mega Goats. <laughs> oh Sega Mega Goats. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be genuine Sega Bass here Fishing with the, with the Chow featuring the best soul analog. the best soul singers ever. Which, I mean, huh? like, Nintendogs oh, yeah, is just Chow a rip-off of the Chow Garden. Everyone knows it's it. true. Everyone's saying can it. You... Sad. 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 You can't even shake your dog in Nintendogs, but you can shake the fucking Chow. <laughs> you can fucking throw your Chow against the wall. Can't do that in Nintendogs. 
Can't Can you get your... your dogs to fight each other in this? Oh wait, wait, wait. One, sorry. One second. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting news. Then ten dog fighting. <laughs> Michael Vick has been. <laughs> Michael Vick and ten dogs fighting. Right yeah, I mean Sonic has Danica Patrick. Nintendo is Michael Vick. <laughs> it's so fucking brutal. I don't hold back. Train your dog to be a world class fighter. <laughs> We've got a new addition to Sega All Star Race, All Star Sports Racing. <laughs> Strap razor blades to his back. They paw. should do. They should do a fucking punch out remake, but with dog fighting. Where the coach is Michael Vick. <laughs> the end boss is Michael Vick. You have to fight him in court. <laughs> Goal is to slap him with 120 hours of community service. You just get you and slap his served. wrist over and over again. <laughs> slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, instead of fighting you, he just throws money at you to make you go away. Uh, he plays the found Jesus card. <laughs> um, I'm a changed man. I, I've learned making dogs fight <laughs> is not right. <laughs> um, GOG will sell Epic Game Store titles through its Galaxy app. Um, moving forward, there's already integration between GOG and most of your gaming apps, like Xbox and Epic Games and all that. So if you really don't like the Epic Games launcher, you can just use GOG Galaxy. It's it's fine, because it's it's just a launcher. Yep. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> some people really get upset about that. Um, but in, in news that is upsetting to more people... Uh, is that members of the Switch modding group Team Executor have been arrested. Oh, wow. Um, this is following a uh, victory on a judgment that Nintendo won to the tune of $2 million um, from a retailer, I believe, that was selling Team Executor products, but now uh two members of the piracy group are in custody they're arrested on an indictment from the western district of washington um max loran 48 years old a french national of avagon france uh and eugeny chen 35 a chinese national of shenzhen, shenzhen china In the slammer. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're out on bail, but. The Bama slammer. They have a court date. <laughs> Where they could face longer jail time. Yes. So, uh, I don't know how people out there personally feel about piracy. Um, I, I don't know that it's something that people should have to serve jail time for. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and like, like they're and in this case, they're just modding the software. They're enabling piracy, but they are not directly themselves committing piracy. 
Right. I... I don't know. It's like giving a bank robber the, the bag to put the money in. Yeah. Plausible deniability, I guess, would be the uh, the play here. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it kind of... It, it, I mean, yeah, it is, but, uh, you know, it's... Well, they're an accessory. Maybe they would be charged... As an accessory, accessory to piracy? Is that, yeah. even, is that even a charge in the U.S. Penal Code? I don't even... I don't know. I don't even, I don't even You've know. You've been charged with being a hook hand or a peg leg. <laughs> you are an accessory to piracy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All parrots in the United States will be arrested as accessories to piracy. Get them out of here. <laughs> I am here on the platform of the real plague in America. Piracy and accessories of pirates. Peg legs and parrots are now outlawed. I'll get parrots them out of this will country. be arrested and deported. Eye patches, peg legs, and hook hands will be discontinued. Some of them very fine people, but a lot of them coming over here want to steal your stuff. Wearing parrots, they scare me. A lot me. of them are named Polly. They always want crackers. Trump has announced today that he wants to liberate the world's grog supply. <laughs> share it with these the are nation. what I call some bad scurvy dogs <laughs> maybe we could just some scurvy dogs oh. some bad <laughs> yeah, scurvy dogs oh. bad bad dogs um, alright well after we got we got the fun out of the way here um, uh, so anger Peter and I actually Anger. were together when he broke the news to me. I really hope Where that picks you up on your recording. I it, hope so, it, too. It popped up on, on Discord, so I hope so, but that was the perfect... I think my audacity hurt. I couldn't fucking... I couldn't have fucking punctuated that better with editing if I wanted to. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Peter and I were actually uh, at the train station when we learned of this product. And uh, at the time, I said, wow, that's fucking ridiculous. And then as more information came out, it got worse. It just kept getting worse. It got yeah, so much worse. So there are a lot of people on my shit list right now. Uh, Hasbro, <laughs> uh, Wizards of the Coast... The Commander Rules Committee, specifically Sheldon, uh, who I did not care for before, but certainly mm -hmm. don't care for now. Um, the uh, The Walking Dead, the cast of The Walking Dead, <laughs> the cast of The Talking Dead. Yes, was, okay. yeah. I can't believe that the show that has declined so much in popularity that they're being canceled after this season still has its own dedicated discussion show. That's so fucking On which insane. cards are being spoiled. <laughs> uh, All right, for those of you who are unfamiliar, Wizards of the Coast announced a secret layer product, which are direct okay. sale singles from Wizards, which is sketchy enough as it is. Right, they're they're on thin ice with regards to are we selling gambling products? Because they're yeah, I mean, 
the discussion for what is a secret layer is already like kind of up in the air. I mean, um, it it's obviously people are already not of fond dipping into, of secret layers. Yeah, it's it's a method of of wizards to tap into the secondary market, profiting off of something that they don't control. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these secret layers are usually priced appropriately with the secondary market in mind you know there have been numerous cards where they there's three cards and they might be like fifty dollars to buy all three cards and then you go to check out the market price of those cards and well for foil versions of those it's around you know maybe 40 bucks or something like that and you get the special neat art but the problem the bigger problem with secret layers is that it is a predatory product that is built upon capitalizing on people who have issues with FOMO. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the because they are only available for purchase for one week. And oftentimes, only in North America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it's only available for a day. Yeah, that's true. And then it doesn't Sometimes get shipped it's only for a one day drop. Ma- ma- many months. It doesn't get shipped. There's flash sales. Well, that's that's the other thing is that so the way Secret Layer operates is it's a it's a print to order um, method. So after all the orders are being taken, then they're like, okay, this is how many x amount of print runs we have to do. So they print just enough to fill out the orders with the exception of maybe having some backlog in case they need to replace cards. I've seen instances where people say, I had a damaged one, they'll send it back into Wizards, they'll replace it immediately with a new one. So there are, I mean, a surplus to an extent, but they're not, they're selling just as, they're printing just as much as they get orders from. And the um, general, like, this is a newer product, so we don't know how well they're mm-hmm. going to stick to this. About a year old, I think. Yeah, right? thereabouts. Um, mm-hmm. but the the idea is that once they're done, they're done. You can never get these versions of these cards ever again. It's essentially a second reserve list. Yes. But in previous um, secret layers, yeah. they're printings oh, of existing cards. Where yeah. this is I'll, unique I'll through some of the... is that these are brand new, mechanically unique cards mm-hmm. that are will be available for a short period of time and then never printed again. In Black Border. Yes. That's the kicker. That's that's the real that's the real issue is that these and cuz there's precedent been set. They've done this before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is also My not Little a Pony new thing. And Transformers both had cards, but they were silver if these were silver border cards, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Yeah. No issue, no issue whatsoever. We we wouldn't fucking even care. It wouldn't even be a blip on our radar. It would just be another cool thing that somebody, some collector, could buy. Essentially, that's what these were made for. These were made for a a, a collector for cool cards. But the problem is, is that they're playable in uh, eternal formats, competitive and eternal this is formats. The only time even. you can get it. Like I know none of these cards are particularly. I don't strike me as being particularly good at in modern or legacy, but this is very clearly one and a what will be long line of similar 
shenanigans. So say mm -hmm. in three months they do a Power Rangers secret layer, and and they print uh, a Green Ranger card that's the new true name Nemesis. Mm -hmm. And it's only available for one week in North America. And it becomes a $500 staple because it's in such short supply. And then caving to pressure sometime down the road, uh, Wizards prints a magic version of the card with the same mechanics. Now the people who had the opportunity to buy... The Green Ranger card have eight copies they can play in their deck. Or they don't. That's the other part. Um, we're we're kind of skipping around. We're jumping right into the, the problems with this already. Um, and so one of the important parts of Magic, the first part that we're going to talk about the first half of this is, again, mechanically. Because uh, you get cards because you want to play them. Uh, and you want them to be black border because you want to play them in competitive formats for prizes for stuff. Um, now, part of the, the two halves of competitive is the people who play and the people who watch other people play. Right. Um, at, at the LGS Friday Night Magic level, there's not really anyone who watches people play. Everyone's there to play. Great. Easy. Uh, but at a pro level, which is what I think Wizards caters for at this point, they really want to push the big time boys streaming on their big platforms and get uh, ears on them that way. They don't. I don't think they pull a lot from uh, Friday Night Magic, especially this yeah, time. I was about to say right now, I'm sure they don't. But... Yeah. Um, then you have a number of people playing and a lot of people watching. Now, where this is a problem, if you have a very strong card, you you have a very strong card with a very finite supply, um, the price goes up. Now, the people who play in big-name tournaments, especially now that Wizards aren't going by strict play points, they're pulling in, like, content creators and names for, for prestige. You're pulling in people who can more and more bias toward being able to afford these cards... Therefore, you're collecting all the power in the hands of these guys, and they're playing Super Mega Magic. Now, the point I'm trying to make here is that when you have these guys playing with super special cards, we'll call them like VIP cards, that you can only basically play essentially if you're rich and or connected. Right. Um, you have those people playing. It's, a, it's almost a different game. And then you have all these people over here that are trying to watch I would I watch Magic because theoretically I could play those cards, you know. Sure. I play because oh I could see how that deck works. I could see myself playing that deck. Maybe I want to buy things. Go, I think that's what Wizards would want. They say, look yeah. at the pro. He's playing the big cool deck. We want you to buy that deck too and buy our cards, you know. But now you have the VIP cards that no one can buy. I feel like you're just gonna. They're just they're eating their own foot off here. Where they yeah, they're shooting themselves in the foot by making a product that their you know, their players can't buy. It's yeah. so why would I watch? It's yeah, it's just as bad. Like if this were the only fuck up Wizards had made in the past like few years, it would almost be forgivable. But just two years ago, we went through something so similar with Nexus of Fate. They mm -hmm. learned nothing. From Nexus of Fate. 
They learned nothing yeah. from Mana Crypt and whatever that dragon they gave out at Magic Fest 94 was. Uh, Malathne. Malathne. Yeah. So that's. And after that, and after Nexus of Fate, they said we won't print mechanically unique cards that are difficult to obtain like that again. And then not two years later, here we are doing it again. And in a cash grab for a IP that is way past its peaking popularity. And what's the, what is the goal here to draw in new players that are fans of the walking dead? Apparently that's my, that's my first thought is collect the card. I don't think so. Well, I think collect the card. Yes, but I don't think it's to draw them into magic. I think they just want to sell this. I think they just want to sell this, whether it be to a magic player or well, whether it be to like uh, Wiz, or not Wiz, uh, the Walking Dead fan who has no interest in magic. Uh, because, you know, the Walking Dead fan who has all the bobbleheads or all the posters and the mega collector, they're going to want to get their hands on this. So this is giving a way to tap into that market the same way as if they were able to tap into the market of like Power Rangers or I mean, look at Godzilla. We saw stuff with Godzilla where I'm sure those Godzilla basic lands probably got sold to some big Godzilla uh, collectors who have no interest in magic. But because it was a cool piece of art, they wanted to get their hands on mm-hmm. it. And maybe they bought some Aquaria stuff too. Yeah. I don't know. Perhaps. And I'm going to tap into but, that for a second. Yeah. Uh, this is just something I've seen with one particular channel. Aaron Hansen, I'm not attacking you at all. Let's make that clear. Just want to talk about it for a second. He's got so this is the game Grumps guy. He does video games and he's recently gotten into magic. And he's he's gotten so into it that he started a new channel called Shuffle Master. Now, I haven't I'll be clear, I have not watched his stuff all the way through because it's all like three hour streams. But what it is, from what I see the titles, the way he he, he markets his his content for Shuffle Master is I open a lot of packs. Watch me unbox and open packs. Watch me get these cool cards. It's like a three-hour stream of him opening boxes and boxes of fucking magic cards. Well, he is... And I don't see a lot of gameplay. He's like, the at least target... He's a whale. He's he's the whale market yeah. that they've, they've more aggressively tapped into recently with things like Mythic Editions and Collector's Boosters and all that stuff. He's a guy with a lot of disposable income who's really into this hobby and will spend money on whatever fucking bullshit super duper collector shiny thing that wizards puts out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it right now and like two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two months ago. I mean, he's, he's going on Kaladesh and Amonkhet masterpiece hunt. It's like, okay, so he's going to open six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars worth of product just to find a, a card. Yeah. or two you know if he's really lucky and again um, like he plays the game obviously like i've seen him play the game so he's not just he's not just building a collection um yeah. but the where the content is just the content that he's selling to other people is very much just opening packs and the reception um, yeah. to yeah. this announcement has been pretty universally poor so you might be thinking, oh, well, if no one's happy about this, then this won't sell very well and they won't do it again. But there's this cancerous boil 
on the backside of the MTG community at large called MTG yes. Finance. If every Ooh. regular player like Peter, Jake, and I didn't touch this, this product would still sell incredibly well because investors who are stupid enough to put their money into a product that has a very shaky value and nothing backing up its its worth other than yeah. the demand from players where if the game's popularity dies, which seems like might happen pretty soon, their investments are going to tank. Yeah, a central distribution for your essentially what they're treating as a fiat currency, uh, the central distribution for this currency being run by an office of people. Yeah. Uh, which and office of people just making a game and not making something to invest in. This is stupid MTG finance. <laughs> this is worse than speculating on turnips. Buy fucking Hasbro <laughs> stock if you want to invest in something. Yeah. Remember Puka Trade? Y'all remember Puka Trade? Yeah. And how that fucking turned inside out and collapsed on its ass? Because who knew that trade. <laughs> trading oh god that was all right i need to i need to talk about puka trade for a second so <laughs> puka trade was a site where you traded you put your cards up and instead of getting money for your cards you got fun bucks they gave you a in website fun bucks currency that you could trade for other cards so you could never cash out so when the site went under because they weren't getting any revenue either the fucking everyone just like oh i lost my my stuff my cash of uh non-fungible currency it just <laughs> just gone it's like bitcoin it's just gone <laughs> and it's gone so don't do this mtg buy a card because it... you're gonna buy it yes these are game pieces not fucking stocks you use these to play the game. And unfortunately, with something like this secret layer, people aren't going to have access to these game pieces. And like I said, these specific cards are unlikely to have a profound impact on the average player's experience. But just because they haven't done it yet doesn't mean they're not going to do it. People said the same thing about the unique box toppers. Oh, Fire Song and Song Speaker aren't that great. Box toppers aren't ever going to be relevant. And then, literally, the next fucking set, Nexus of Fate, is the box topper. And it becomes the top deck and in Nexus state of Fate. Yeah. standard. Yeah, and it has to be banned. Yeah. It just it, it ruins. And I, I wonder if these cards, how because they're man, uh, mechanically unique i wonder how they're balanced and how they're how, how in check their answer is obviously uh not very let's talk about let's actually talk about some of the cards all right let's talk about a couple of the cards for a second sure, uh sure. glenn all right so it's a one white and a blue it's a human advisor or some shit like that yeah human um skulk, so it's, he's a one three with mechanic. skulk Yes, I like Skulk. It's a fun one. This is probably the card that they should have made to show off Skulk, but they didn't. Um, so he's a 1-3 with an evasion ability that whenever he deals damage to a player, draw cards equal to his power. Now, the first thing that this reminds me of is Shadow Mage Infiltrator, a 1-3 with fear, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. 
Now, yeah. it draws you one card when it hits, and it, it has those same stats, and that was a fucking standout creature. That was like, boom. That was big game. It still <laughs> is. It's a lovely card. I love to use it. Um, but this card lets you boost it after it gets under, gets in for unblockable damage, and then you can just draw, like, f- five, six cards. Um, it's... I know people were, it, they probably won't consider it, but people were throwing around like, is this like viable and infect? Is this like randomly viable and infect? Um, you'd or have some to shit, pivot into white. Probably not. Difficult, yeah. You'd yeah, because. Add a third color, which would not be great. Yeah, yeah the, the and the critical color. thing is if you're swinging in and you're boosting your creature, you want game wins, not cards. Also, um, it, it would help if the creature had infect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, people were throwing that around. Um, some of them, like Michonne or whatever her name is, I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, she's, Golgari cares about equipments. So that's kind of weird. Uh, and they're wa- she cares about walkers, which are 2-2 zombies, which you're going to have to put in the comprehensive rules because there's no reminder text. No. It's not create a 2-2 yeah. zombie card named walker. It's create a walker token. So, they're going to need it's a also- comprehensive rule yeah. in the book that says... Walkers are two two zombie tokens forever. Yeah, and there's nothing that's yeah, and there's nothing that says that like like walkers are. It doesn't say on the card. It there's nothing about walkers that are different from two two zombies, two two black zombies. You know, color does count. Well, are they things. colorless or black? I actually um, don't know. People okay. have been questioning I'm about not, that. I haven't seen the official. I don't know that there is official text on what a walker is like. Not yet. Functionally. The text is on the walker token, which comes with the with the pack. Um, before we get into what this is naturally going to lead into, um, the walker token. So the walker token looks black. Everything about it looks like a black token, okay. but it doesn't say that it's black. Well, it just yeah, token like there are plenty of cards that say make a two two zombie, and the the card will yeah. physically be black, but it will not be black. Yeah. So it in the game, it won't have like the. Um, so the last card I want to talk about is Glenn. Uh, what many consider to be the best human lord, human tribal lord, the game has seen, at least for Mono White. So it's Wait, I mean Rick? it's a two Rick, two. Yeah. It's a four four for four. Rick, yeah. No, it's a, actually it's a three four for four. Uh, comes into play. Choose two for two of the three abilities: uh, Life Link, Vigilance, First Strike. You can there's no two blank and white, so you're stuck with those forever. Right. Um, <laughs> creatures you control, humans you control get plus two plus two. I think just static. Have no humans. Humans you control have each of the abilities. Right. So it gives all your humans first strike, vigilance, and or life life length. I mean, like, and if you have four or more humans, three. they all get plus two plus two. That includes yes. him. Yes. So what you're looking at is a four is a five six for four in white with two keywords. That buffs your yeah. team. <laughs> With yeah. two. You remember Tempered if, Steel? If this was in Modern, this would be banned. Yeah, you remember Tempered Steel, modern, the card that gave this artifact modern, creatures plus two Jake. plus two? I thought I thought it wasn't legal, legal in Modern. In it was only like Legacy formats. Commander. Is Modern an Eternal yeah. Format? It has a cutoff oh. date, but it's an Eternal Format. So this will be, this presumably will be it's legal f- in Modern and Pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> So no, get I ready wonder... for Rick humans to dominate Pioneer for forever. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and um, 
Rick humans. So you're gonna have let's let's segue right here because now you're gonna have Rick alongside um, Midnight Captain and fucking uh, Champion of the Parish and Talia, which uh, is the next is the other half of this. I guess it's thirds because you have the mechanical, so you have the gameplay, you have the collector slash finance, and then you have the flavor. Yes. Don't discount the flavor. People come for the flavor. Um, Magic is a world that's loosely based on high fantasy stuff, but it has a lot of its own things. It's got its own character. It has basically a justification for why things are the way they are. Yes, Um, there is Arabian Nights and literal actual China that are canon in the game. (laughs) But those sets are also from like... 94. <laughs> yeah, they when they were figuring out themselves, and they're like, maybe we shouldn't yeah. just do... And that Portal this. 3 Kingdoms was supposed to be a different game. Yeah. Um, so there's a thing called the Rabia Scale, which is how likely you are to return to a setting. Uh, Rabia being a 10, which means the most unlikely, because it's based on a actual historical property. Um, this sets a precedent, or it should, that uh, directly referencing, directly referencing real life properties and uh, documents and uh, properties, IPs, is not a thing that Magic does. They'll they'll come real fucking close. They'll, they'll put Krakens in their fucking uh, Greek themed set, even though Krakens are a Nordic thing. But shh, re- release the Kraken from Fall of the Titans. Um, they'll they'll go. We'll go with a dick hair, but they won't. And that's that's all you need. The difference between one and zero is a lot, as we've said many times before. Yeah. And they've gone to zero. And if you bring up, well, you know, the Godzilla cards, those are alternate arts of existing magic cards. The only exception is Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is doesn't have its magic yeah. version in print yet. It does have a magic name. Well, it has yeah, a magic name, bizarre. but that card wasn't in the set has for some reason. <laughs> but it wasn't in the set. It was Because that was the Godzilla box topper. Again, box toppers show, uh, showing up again as like a mechanically unique card that does something completely Of course, different. Godzilla King of the Monsters, not a very good card. It's Ike. No, not the, but, not the best. Um and presumably, course, that really is a, sucks, the but. magic version of that can be printed later, and it is yes. the same card. Because right, it's, it's not Godzilla, it's Zilortha, Strength different. Incarnate. Yes. So, yes. like, and it's not a situation where if they make a magic version of Rick, where there's a unique card named Rick, and they can have eight copies of Rick in their deck. Yeah, that... That's the other question. So, so these didn't come in with two names. However, they said, if these cards become popular, we will reprint it to you know have like a here's a cool card we we came up with, and with Rick will be named Chungus or whatever you know a different name. They'll have different a different name Negan or something like that. Um, you know, and then they'll have to probably change the Walker text to it, so it'll have we'll different text, make but it'll a have different name. Yeah, just make 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 zombies. And you're like, and you might um, be thinking, well, what's the problem if they just print the magic versions and then like ban the the Walking Dead versions? Well, then you've just dicked over your consumers twice. 
because they bought directly from you these valuable chase cards that are now no longer that valuable because their playability is is stricken from them. And now you're asking them to go buy more product to get the cards that they already had. Like, there's, you're, you're screwing over your consumers on either end of yeah. it. This is also an incredible hope. It's it's not a promise. It's it's like a it's a long shot if they will ever reprint these because these these cards are essentially printed to a separate reserve list where it's cross promotional cards. They won't. Reprint. They might not be able to because um, they might lose whatever licensing agreement they have. Well, the licensing agreement shouldn't have an issue with it. Because it'll be a different name and different artwork. Oh, oh, the magic so versions of the it, card. The magic okay, version. Well, yeah, that's fine. But like these specific cards will never so, be reprinted. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they'll they'll lose the IP. They're they're not gonna pay them more money to uh, regain the IP and print off more art. You know, yada yada yada. It's th- th- these cards are once in conceivably maybe like five years is whenever the closest time they'll ever come close to reprinting these i don't think i don't think they'll ever reprint these to be quite honest yeah i don't think they'll i ever think there these. could be enough of a community uproar if especially if like a card like rick sees a lot of play in a format like modern or pioneer uh where wizards seeing the opportunity to make more money will reprint them promptly in a premium product <laughs> Yeah, but like, what are the chances that they're gonna fucking ban these? Oh, they're cards? never gonna ban ban, ban like, Rick. Like, uh, you don't think they're gonna ban Rick? Because if I they think did, they would have overrun. We'll talk humans. about the rules committee. Um, I think it's about that time. I want to make one more sure. thing about what the what the end effect of this all is. Uh, sort of sum it before we talk about the reception and how people have been uh, responding to all of this. Um, so what you do is essentially, as I've laid out, you have three different parts. You have MTG as a commodity, MTG as a game, and MTG as a lore, as as a, uh, a, a, a intellectual product. Now you're pulling the same, you only have a finite amount of magic, and you're pulling it in three directions. You have your super bases being pulled in three directions to reach out. So what this means is, when you ask someone about why they why they magic, why do you magic? They're going to have maybe one of three responses. I want to collect it. I like the story and I like playing the game. Right. And that means if you only like one of those things, some of them make like two or three. Um, if you like all three, then you're probably going to be a whale and they're going to triple dip on you. <laughs> if you like two or one, that means that 33 or 66 percent of the things magic is is not for you. You're only being catered to one third of the time. Now, if you think about, I think about like Yu-Gi-Oh. So let's take a second here. Talk about Yu-Gi-Oh and archetypes, right? When a set comes out and you have a deck, right? There are so many archetypes now that when a set comes out, gener- chances are you're not going to get anything for your deck. So you're not. It's not important. Yeah. Why would I pay attention to the latest release? It has no support for my archetype. I'm not going to buy those cards. Yeah, you and know. the way they encourage sales is they will power creep in a better archetype and then ban the strongest cards from the previous best one so that you right. play the new deck. There are only a certain amount of magic cards that can be output by the design team in a year. 
there is a physical upper limit on the amount of stuff that can flow. And there is an end date. There is a lifetime to the amount of mechanical space that can be fit into this game, which they have talked about. That's why they started reprinting mechanics like cycling and kicker, because they're like, if we start, if we keep doing new stuff, we're going to just run out of ideas. Magic is very much intellectually finite, and they're trying to fucking spread further than they can reach. And you're going to, they're going to cannibalize themselves in tournament play. They're going to cannibalize themselves with story. They're going to cannibalize themselves with the secondary market. And they're just going to eat themselves from the asshole out. And they're going to they're going to erode the base from under them and collapse like the fucking Tower of Pisa. Yeah. That's what I see happening. Yeah. Uh, people have. Yeah. The dire prophecy is uh, some people come over from Heroescape like Cable. They come back from the <laughs> I've seen the future. I'm from Heroescape. Well, Heroes- they put Marvel in and destroyed yeah. the game. Heroescape is a good analogy actually because Heroescape was its own thing and then they introduced marvel and then it became so divorced from what Heroescape was that it became a whole new game called hero clicks so magic i think is approaching its death spiral now will there be a game very much similar to magic in which magic cards are possibly even playable but is not magic the gathering probably if they keep bringing in enough new players, I don't know how well they're doing in that regard. Because, especially with this product, I don't know. It's a tough sell to say, "Hey, you're a fan of The Walking Dead, right? Yeah, and we play Magic. You want to play with us? Oh, sure. What do I need to do? It's like, well, first you got to buy this secret layer. It's only available for one week, and it's five cards. And they're like, okay, how how much is that? Oh, it's fifty dollars. Okay, that seems like a lot for five cards, and then I'm good to play. No, 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 no. If if you want to play Commander with us, yeah, we can probably put together a cheap deck around it for another $50. So I'd be $100 in. Yeah, but it's great. You'll love Commander. But what if I want to play Modern or Standard? Well, you can't play it in Standard. But if you wanted to play it in Modern, uh, you could probably put together a decent deck for about $600. So you want me to pay $650 to get into this game? Yeah. Does that sound unreasonable? Like it's a I can't imagine they're going to bring in a lot of new players who will continue to spend money on the game with this product. But you don't need to use fetch lands. Yeah, why would we you'll get, fetch lands? You'll get people <laughs> you'll get people to spend money on your game once, but if you erode your player base, the people who will continue to spend money on your cards then eventually all of the financial incentive for investors to buy your cards will dry up and you'll be making no money. I think it's going to build and build and build and then it's going to be like a, like Peter said, just a big snap thing and it all collapses in on itself. And then maybe a new game rises from the ashes. But like this wouldn't be the first time I left, I left a game because I didn't agree with the direction it was going. I used to be a very competitive Yu-Gi-Oh player tournaments competitive ycs all that jazz but i really didn't like pendulums and what it represented for the future of the game so i quit and i took up magic i have no problem quitting magic a game i've only played for five years (laughs) to find something new (laughs) and and then i showed kurt what you go is now and he's like speed duels why are there three mon- why are there three card slots? Why do you draw a hand every turn? Why is ultimate offering a static ability to the game mode? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah, it was unrecognizable to me. 
Yeah, and I mean, to an extent, I'm sure old Magic players can come in right now and be like, what, you're making a creature into another creature using Mutate? You have a companion now? I think it's more Arena, where they're like, wait, this is just fucking Hearthstone. Why is that? That's my thing. It was like Magic Arena just tells me, like, that's the one that was like, oh, God, this is just, they're just going, they're turning into an app. Wizards can't wait. To, to have Arena established enough to the point where they can do like a secret layer for a standard legal card that's really fucking good, but you can only buy it for like 25 bucks on this one day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that's so fucking let's... coming. Now that we've all said our, we've you, proclaimed you know, the doom of magic, uh, how has the rest of the world responded to this shit? Poorly. Really, really people bad. under everyone. Play. See now, it's weird that we're talking about this because everyone else on in the fucking community who isn't like simping for wizards is uh, understands all this stuff too. We're just yeah, we're preaching to the choir here for the most part, yeah. um, because every a lot of other magic players are like yeah, no, this is awful. This is gonna be uh, the death if we don't if we don't exercise we the, fi- the tiny amount of rights we have. Yeah. yeah. Um. The tiny amount of effort we have over the Wizards product, because again, they can do whatever the fuck they want, and the only thing we can do, it is, seems, is, is buy vote with our stock which... and hope we can build a significant enough voting block to steer the course of the game. Yeah, um, hey, isn't that great? Hasbro stock shit? is, I think, eighty-eight dollars a share right now. So instead of buying a, uh, a collector's booster box, uh, buy three shares of Hasbro, and maybe. Mm-hmm we can save magic <laughs> so the first thing that so one big eternal format that is was mostly community based is commander uh commander is headed by a rules committee which has is is partially independent from wizards but is kind of hey see now they're not handcuffed but there's a there's a leather collar around their neck well when 25 percent uh, of the rules committee works for wizards I mean, it seems yeah. like conflicts of interests are are bound to appear. Yeah, so they purport to be able to have some degree of autonomy from wizards in terms of what they can ban in Commander. Uh, there are plenty of reasons, I would say, legitimate reasons to ban these cards in Commander. Um, Protecting price, the community being the price cheap and limited uh, availability. Hi, Moxon. Hi, Power Nine. Hi, hi, guys. But no, Peter, um, those were only banned to differentiate it from Vintage at the time. Heard that argument a fair amount bullshit. of times today. Bullshit. Uh, so people were pitching their hopes on the um, the rules committee, being like, "These are banned in Commander," or "These are like um, these are like when uh, Unhinged or whatever came out." And yeah. they're like, "Okay, trade them a limited time. You can play it." And, um, I mean, rule one exists. Rule one is talk with your fucking play group. And yeah, but you can't you... rule zero anything if you don't have a regular play group. That's why it's such a stupid thing. And the rules committee is just a bunch of fucking out-of-touch jerk-offs who only play with each other and ban cards that they don't like to play against and make cards legal that they want to play all arbitrary like there are so many instances of cards that are banned in commander that have essentially functional reprints that are legal or cards that are better that are legal so they clearly don't really care about banning things for the health of the format and if there was any anyone bought into the sham they were independent of wizards 
after they didn't ban Companion and Commander and instead just banned Lutri. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though Companion doesn't actually work in Commander and they had to create a new rule that allowed it to work, um, then you were stupid. And I didn't have high yeah. hopes that they would well, fucking ban these cards, but, you know. And they didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't think they were going to ban these cards. I, I I just think, I didn't think the the only thing that why, why they would ban it is availability and price. And I didn't think the cards were strong enough to make that big of an impact on Commander. However, I, I do think there's kind of a weird thing about it. To, well, it, it could know. have sent a it, powerful a message because Commander is the most popular format in Paper Magic. Sure. And this is also the year of Commander. This is their ability sure. to exercise some tangent, to enact some effect that could hurt or alter Wizards' bottom line. Are, are you talking about the, the CAG or are you talking the about rules the Rules Committee? committee? The actual Rules Committee that are responsible for making oh, okay. the ban list. If So the only... The only reason why I think maybe that they wouldn't have done that is because they don't want to step on the toes of wizards and maybe create bad blood between. Well, that's them. what we're saying. Um, if well, so if by not I mean, doing I, anything because they're cause, afraid wizards is going to take over the format, wizards has already taken over the format because they will cow- They've shown that they will kowtow to wizards so that they can remain privileged and receive product. A specialty product for free or early and continue to manipulate the singles market with their control over the rules list and profit from that which is you know totally insider trading and should be illegal to to play to play devil's advocate i mean if, if wizards is trying to sell this product and that, that's totally on them they they want to try to sell this product whether it be to collectors or whether it be to players um if the rules committee were to go out and just say, "We are banning this product in in Commander," the all the Walking Dead stuff that we are considering them silver bordered cards, uh, we do not recognize their their legality in Commander. Therefore, we are saying banned. Uh, I feel that that would severely impact the sales of Wizards. Which yes, I would love to see that happen, but think about the clapback to them. Okay, well, now if you're going to ban things, you have to go through, we're putting more people from Wizards onto your team, your committee, we're, we're putting more things in place, we're going to create a separate ban list or whatever, you know, things, it has to be approved by us before it becomes The banned. rules committee is what dead, long live the Wizards things... rules committee. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, what if that? What if that sullied their relationship? But to what Wizards is the functional and, difference and, between that scenario and them just not doing anything to upset Wizards? There isn't any because Wizards, if Wizards can just get away with whatever bullshit, like The Walking Dead or Companion, and the Rules Committee isn't going to do anything about it, Wizards is already getting away with the things that they would do if they controlled the format. The rules committee already did something. They already did, they already did something with the companion. They banned Lutri before it. But they didn't ban the companion mechanic, which would have been the smart thing to do. So they, why would they have? No, to? No, it's not that they would have to. It's that because it was unpopular already, with players the same way that this is unpopular with players. All all you need to do is come up with a rule that there's is some sort of a sideboard. 
esque type thing in in Command. That's what they did. The same thing with like wish cards. But wish cards yeah. don't work either. So still. that's all they need. They they specifically changed the rule for companion. Okay. Then there's a companion slot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The um. I think. But I, f- I feel like they thought that it, it wasn't going to make that big of an impact on Commander by allowing well, there I mean, to be Well, I mean, we're thinking cards. the same thing and here, And they thought, too. okay. Like, it's it's a matter of of principle, really. But they banned the ones that they thought, they banned the thought the ones that they thought were going to have the biggest impact. Like Lutri. Lutri was an instant add to anything that included blue and red into their... You can make the thing. same argument about uh, Sol Ring is an instant add to any deck. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent, I, I mean, mean it's a hundred and first card yeah. for free. Sure, no opportunity cost there. Yeah, that that's but, the other thing. But I mean, if you add Soul Ring to a deck now in a a deck that has nothing to do with artifacts, that is fine with ramping by itself. I mean, there's an argument to say that I don't necessarily need a Soul Ring in my in my green ramp deck that has you know a bunch of cultivates. But your green ramp and, deck is better uh, with the Soul Ring things. in it. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, there is an argument to be made that you become what a bigger one target drop earlier is, on if you play well, Soul but Ring. But the deck works better. What one drop card is better than Soul Ring and Commander? Um, Noble Hierarch. Let me, let me kind of bridge these. Let me say that in a large majority of cases... Sol Ring is a very easy card to include. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing that. I mean, Lutri is different in that it's an extra card that you can play in your deck that includes blue and red. The only restrictions are that you have to have blue and red in your mm-hmm. deck. That's the only. And for thing. that, you get a bad dual caster mage that might not fit into your deck strategy anyway. It that doesn't matter. It doesn't how matter does at it, all. How is the fact that it exists is, but is the, the argument point. was there was no a, reason not if it's to a play one, it. One but Rose. if I don't run instants and sorceries in my deck, it's a total dud, just like your soul ring and your green ramp deck example. No, because you can flash it out. You can flash it out and attack for three. Wait, time, time out, time out. I want this to get too far off topic because I think we're do- we're jumping into <laughs> uh, specific stuff about commander and rules committee stuff, and I'll include when. Um, we can definitely have a talk about that. We will. I we I would love to talk about that shit. Um, but I want to bring this back to um, wizards. the The topic of wizards creating cards, um, inadvertently or inadvertently, to be strong or not balanced, that is not being addressed by the rules committee. The, right. Let's not uh, not balanced. I think is 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 the key term here because so I don't I don't think these cards were balanced. I mean, there there's nothing. Uh, you know countering them or there's nothing keeping them in check there's nothing that they really work off of creating zombies i mean like yeah i mean I they're know. worse just, than yes. true lane and corvold sure i um so i guess we're all just sad that the, that these didn't get addressed or at least i am i don't know i'm you i would yeah like i would to be addressed by the rules committee been banned by the rules committee i think it would have sent the message and if wizards created brawl legacy or whatever they would call commander it started as a community format it can continue as a community format mm-hmm. you and, don't have to listen yeah, and, to wizards yeah. stuff if you don't want to which brings me into another thing um another separate response so 
quick aside, Morrow is being sent out like a substitute in Pokemon to fucking take this <laughs> like he always does. And shitty, and people are finally like, uh, in the community, and, and at least on Reddit, people are like, don't worry. we're Morrow, we're going over your head on this wing. We understand. Like, we're not angry. I hope people are trying to be like, we're not angry at you. We got to fucking go overhead because otherwise he's going to sit there and like, we've been listening to your concerns and uh, we don't care. I have to do this because it's my job and no one blames him for that. But we're like, stop. Get an actual I mean, PR person out he's here. He's at least partially complicit because if he's so strongly objected to the direction, it's not like he couldn't find a new job with another games company if it were that bad. Mark Rosewater, true, Gavin Verhey, I mean, Aaron Forsythe, they're not your friends. They're not really looking hmm. out for you. They might, so, you know, care about the community too. Or I don't think anyone's those. saying that. I think people are like, I think the argument is more along the lines of don't shit on Morrow because it's not going to do anything. Oh, no. It, yeah, it's not going to do yeah. anything. But I think... Uh, take, it the, to, take it to Watsi. Um which brings me to maybe the one actual productive sort of idea that people have thrown out here um, that doesn't involve trying to rail against a giant company, which is uh, play Oathbreaker. Because Oathbreaker is a similar format, but is actually rules Oathbreaker. like community managed um, and has not been fucking agglomerated by uh, wizards yet. And if you're, if, if, Commander gets rough. If we're starting to slip down that hole, um, Oathbreaker is the is the escape hatch. Yeah, at this sure. moment yeah. in time. But that wouldn't solve the problem of cards like these existing in the future, which is still a problem even if you aren't a fan of Commander. For, for sure. Um. So, like, there's really no way to win here. Unless there's a change in leadership at Hasbro that cares more about the health of one of their subsidiaries than making money. So, never. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I guess this goes into the last thing, which is our pitch to you, the listener. Um, Step one, don't buy this. Very easy. Leave it to just the investors. Just fucking as much as we can take away from if you really like The Walking Dead. I'm fucking sure. Fucking whatever, get it. Because uh, you're never going to get any other merch again, I mean, Jesus. Just, I would spend my money on, I'd save my money <laughs> and put it on like, put this $50 to like a signed poster from the cast of the farewell season. I feel like that'd be mm. a better piece and more collectible memorabilia than five magic cards. Yeah. Yep. Step. That is funny that this is on their last season and I'm wondering, oh, yeah. if, the, I'm wondering if the IP cost was oh, like of course. cheaper That's now. That's 100% why this is happening ago. now. <laughs> Because there's like there's some there's a lot of like rumors mulling around that like all these were in talks two years ago when you know magic wasn't as hot as it is right now and they weren't willing to put out the shell out the price of the idea. Yeah. Now magic so. is the one that has the pants and on. Now, uh, um, like, yes. uh, and now like we might uh, we might be spared the Harry Potter secret layer in Strixhaven because they're I've heard tale that they've kind of backed out of. What would have was the original idea to do that because yeah. of the controversial uh, statements made by the author? Yeah, that's all yeah, another game. Not like what J.K. had to say about certain ah. things, and they were like, "Not." Do we talk. have a Harry Potter pooping not on the floor that. card? <laughs> it's just the art is just him squatted over a dungeon floor. 
and it's just and wizards like it's a deuce in the shape of wizards of the coast <laughs> um step two uh if you play commander or eternal formats uh i guess commander because we're commander guys we play that we don't play a lot of legacy i don't know what to do for you if that if that's the case i'm sorry yeah, i don't play. legacy's already been fucked by the uh the other <laughs> problems uh problematic cards all, that have come out all the other formats have been fucked popper modern every format i used to play regularly yeah. except for commander well i mean commander has been fucked but to a lesser extent to where i find yep. it playable so tap into your roots um wizards has taken this year to ensure that commander is supposed to, is a high power look at all this value I can generate format and try to make other formats into it because it's become popular for that. The roots of Commander, and the reason I picked it up, was because you could just put shit together that you already have that you don't have to buy new cards for because you have a playgroup that can balance itself and you don't need to um, play it. So tap in your Commander roots. Tap into EDH roots. Go back and build a cheap ass fun deck from your collection that isn't that isn't fucking propped up by wizards cardboard steroids. <laughs> right? Go all natty. Natty deck gains. All right, and play with your playgroup and you can weather the storm. There's 10 there's 20,000 unique pieces in magic as of this point. If magic fucking dunks tomorrow, there will be a long list of content you can make with with the old cards without fucking running dry in commander i guarantee it yeah but you can't just i mean yeah don't buy this product but like really think about buying anything from wizards for a while because we can kick and scream and whine and shout all we want but if it doesn't budge their bottom line in a meaningful way they don't care and they won't care also, wait, wait, wait at least a year or the pandemic is over. Because if you think you're getting timely shipping on any of these products, oh, yeah. you're They're just going to execute it. I want to talk about shipping yeah. real quick because they have just sent out the last shipment of the Thero Stargazing, which I will say, good product. I, I like this Thero Stargazing. Quality product. Very good cards, sought after cards with really yeah, cool I like that artwork. Too. I would have bought that. However, it because I I bought them. I have a, a couple right here: Frika, Nylea, and Perforos. And it took them almost half a year to get them shipped to to us. Uh, it's probably going on probably eight eight or nine months to ship them from for the people just getting them now. I mean, this was a December, I believe it was December 2019 uh, release of, uh, of Secret Lair. And that was five Secret Layers dropped at once. Um, but goddamn, like, COVID should not be affecting it this much. Um, I The last Secret Layer I bought was the Slime. So what you don't know, Jake, is that the Secret Layer printer they have is just like an inkjet printer on someone's desktop. (laughs) I I thought it was one that you like, it's a screen printer where you put the mask down and then some old crotchety man just pulls the squeegee over once at a time and they just go like old like shirt printing that's what i figured it was 
Because also the printers suck dick. None of them are aligned. <laughs> Nothing's aligned. They're they're fucking up Urza's towers left and right with like smeared ink. It's like if if ever there's like a a, a dip in quality of like thank God they fixed the the curling oh, yeah. on some of these. Yeah. But yeah, I just opened up a box oh, so that's of Zendikara. Rising the other day, and the foils actually were flat. I was shocked, but also happy. What was that, Kurt? What was that big green card? I forgot that we were all chasing after that lets you like drop three extra lands or some shit like that. It's a uh, green ward, something or another, and it's a six mana six six, I think. And you can play lands from your graveyard, and it's uh, landfall of monocon. Yeah, um. Which I guess takes me back. You know what happens if you don't buy new cards from Wizards and you just do what you have? Those are the cards you're going to be missing out on. It's just generic like, here, everything's better. Do everything you're doing but better. Super value. Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess that's powerful. I guess that's big stuff. Um, I want to play play with old magic cards. Like, I want to make my my janky ass uh, Temet sword and shield deck using protection cards and equipment on a tutu um that's the deck i want you want to build make, you mean like, you want to fucking... build your own deck and not build the deck that wizards builds for you yeah i'm looking at you chelaine well, looking at you chelaine value fucking train <laughs> and that's another example of the direction the game has gone in an effort to bring in new players and this happens in a lot of other games and it's not necessarily a bad thing but they've reduced the complexity of magic, and they've been doing this for a while. Like when they took damage off the stack and, you know, shit like that back in 2010, there were a lot of people who were making the same arguments. But now they're printing do everything creatures because that's an easier to understand thing than, you know, trying to identify which pieces together make a synergy for your strategy rather than just printing it all things. So we're losing depth, or we're losing complexity and depth for the gain of approachability to new players. And as established players, we don't like that very much. But um, for newer players, it can be appealing. Every deck yeah, is pretty, We're getting to that point. <laughs> we're one more. We're getting every deck to the point big... where we're going to have every creature and every set be a better questing beast. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Sir Gwyn. Mm-hmm. Look at Sir Gwyn. I just played against that. It's like it was so hard to deal with that when you can just throw equipment all willy nilly. Draw like... thirty nine cards. Move to discard. You lose. You lose. You lose. You lose. You lose. You lose. Yeah, where are those <laughs> cards? I want those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. When you said uh, just fucking, yeah, just play with the cards you have. Play with cheap ass cards. Don't buy wizards. Don't buy a six for six that has abilities on it. Fuck me. <laughs> um, just just live your life. Buy the old trolls that cost seven and there were four fives with <laughs> yeah. no abilities. Buy those. Play stang. Buy retro. <laughs> play stang. I have a stang deck and it's hella fun. You have a Genesis deck featuring Stang. That's Just because it won that one time. Genesis doesn't mean we gotta play more games with. We gotta play more Penny Dreadful. Yeah, or or uh, I want to see if uh, 
a few other people have tabletop simulator and just play on tabletop simulator so we don't have to give wizards any money (laughs) 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 and can play uh uh, somehow how do we import our decks we gotta talk about that yeah we'll we'll go for it maybe we'll make a video for the youtube channel where jake just explains to everyone how magic on tabletop simulator works (laughs) because he tried to he tried to explain it to me i feel like larry king i didn't understand what was happening These start, are my real start shoulders. of the ruination. Magic, it's the start what of the ruination. What does Flip Table do? Uh, oh my daughter tried to explain it to me, but I still don't understand. Oh. Start of the ruination. Um, yeah. So that's our show. Long show. Lots of lots. Of, this was a therapy session. We we got it all out. I feel a little bit better. Yeah, I needed that. Um, I needed that. Yep. So thank you for coming to our TED talk. <laughs> we'll. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back tonight at 8 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time doing some streaming stuff. Uh, we don't know who all is available <laughs> right now, so we don't have the game yet. But I was thinking maybe playing some For the King, um, checking out some of those other expansions. Um, sure. Oh, yeah. But until sure. then, you can keep in touch with us at on Twitter, at StudsSaturn. Uh and facebook.com backslash Saturn Studs Podcast. We also have a website, SaturnStuds.com. Easy to remember, easy to type in, has links to all the relevant goodies. Uh, we plugged our Discord server earlier, but the link to that is always in the description of these podcasts. Uh, while you're looking at the description of this podcast for the Discord link, you can leave us a rating or like or whatever your platform or supports because uh, those help tremendously we had our biggest month ever in september and really happy about that and would like to keep it going and have october be just as good or better and uh liking and and sharing the show with friends will help us achieve that goal together we do more um G.I. Joe, goodbye. I got nothing. I'm just devolving the slogans. I'm out. It's like wizards. I'm just turning into slogans. Well, stay safe. Party like it's 1995. That's the one I use. All right. Peace. Bye-bye.